Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws, and it's not just any episode. This is time, I think we need to cue some music here for this, but <laughs> this is our first birthday. We're, we're, a, we're a toddler in the, in the terms of, of podcasting, but... I'm here again, episode 60, and over there is the guy that makes it work for, for, for the he shoots part anyways, Glenn. Hello, uh, mate. Hello, mate. All right. Yeah, it feels like I've not spoken to you for ages. This is actually genuinely the first time we've spoken since it's before I went away. Two weeks, yeah. It's yeah. been like over two weeks. I've missed you, man. <laughs> man love. But yeah, we um, so we celebrated our first, I don't know if it's a birthday or an anniversary, because we didn't actually give birth to the show. Anniversary. So it's the first year. We The first episode was... Um, way back in february the second and i can't believe again I, I find myself saying this so often i can't believe how quick time's gone by there's no way this can be a year we've been doing this i know and this is our 60th episode that's just mad not, it's weird we're, we're not only are we an infant but we're also an old age pensioner almost. Do, you, do you remember when we started there was i don't know who it was who said it but there was this there was this magic number that they said if you get past that many episodes yeah. then you're okay and i think it was eight it's eight yeah. yeah they said if you get past eight then you're on a roll and here we are yeah. episode 60 that's yeah. crazy crazy so will it will it our hundredth episode next <laughs> landmark hundredth episode this year and then <laughs> who knows where it will take us mm. could be somewhere could be nowhere but you we're enjoying know. doing it and that's a good one. we appreciate everyone who comes along and listens and we've got a little bit of news this week we did mention it in the last episode um or even the episode before that uh, but from now until around the 16th of March, we are now partnered with the photography and video show, which will be held at the NEC in Birmingham, 16th to the 19th of March. Um, so we want to thank them for uh, joining in on the podcast. What it means is we'll obviously talk about it each week and tell you a little bit each week about what's going to be at the show. And get, we've got a discount code for tickets, which I'll tell you in a second. Obviously, Glyn will be there and I'll be there. So we're quite close to the show anyway. But uh, yeah, we just want to thank the team over at Future and the Photography Show for partnering with us um, because we love them. They love us. It's, it's a great it's a great relationship. So um, so if you are thinking of going and you want to get some money off your ticket, we've got a code which is HSHD TPS 19. That's TPS for the Photography Show. So HSHD TPS 19, that will get you 20% off a ticket to come along to the show. Um, we'll be all over the place. There's loads of good stuff there. If you go on the website, photographyshow.com, you'll see all the um, people who are going to be on the super stage. Uh, we've also got this year, Glenn, something a little bit special as well. Is this, uh, is this the uh, interview? Yeah. So aside from the fact that I've had to write these down because there were that, that many. So previous guests on the show that will be there are Dickie Pelham, Joe McNally, Moose Peterson, Hannah Cousins, Nigel Danson, David McClelland, and the guys from Rocky Nook. And if I've forgotten anyone else, so we've got we've got some ex guests. But you and I have something very special this year. The there's on the live stage. There's going to be a session which is called an interview with Dickie Pelham, where he's going to be talking about his twenty odd years in the industry. Uh, shooting as the sun photographer and he's got some cracking images uh well, for those who don't know when you say the sun photographer do you want to explain yeah. what it is he doesn't photograph okay. the sun no no <laughs> he's blind um, 
<laughs> no, Dickie, Dickie works for a UK newspaper called The Sun, and Dickie has been the chief sports photographer for many a year and like a proper award winning. Last year, he won about three huge awards in the industry. One, a sports photographer had never won before. So we just thought it'd be really good to have a sit down chat with Dickie. It'll be you, me, and Dickie. The session will be sponsored by He Shoots, He Draws. And uh, we'll have some images up with from Dickie's past. And we're going to be talking to him about them and just get a background on what he does. And, and one thing I will say about that is, D- Dave just mentioned there that you know he, he's a photographer for the Sun newspaper. Forget that. Okay, yes, it's important, but forget yeah. that because this is an interview with Dickie Pelham. Yes, uh, you know because yeah. there's newspapers. You'll find out shortly that oh, yeah, I yeah. really don't like. But no. that's not what this is all about. It's about Dickie Pelham. It's a fascinating yes. uh, history that the guy's got there. So I, I am super excited and looking forward to that. I really yeah. am. And, and Dickie's actually working on a book as well at the moment. It's his first book. It's like a history of, of Dickie and his world in sports. He's done many World Cups and Olympics and all sorts. And he, he's just the guy's working all the time. So, yeah, we're really pleased to be uh, the sponsor of that particular session. So you come along and see us talk to Dickie. But uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be another good show, and um, we hope you can come along and obviously come and say hello to us. Mm-hmm. So, Glyn, before yes. we carry on, yes, before we carry on, um, do you want to give us an update on something before we get into the show? Because I yeah. think you need to get this off your chest and give, tell people what's been going on. It's like one of those things when people say, "I've got some good news and bad news." I always say, "Right, yeah. give me the bad news first. I want to end on a high. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, with this one here, it's, I say bad news. Uh, it's something that's, well, basically upset me, and it's been it's been really it's felt really disappointing the way things have happened. So, what I'm talking about here is the fundraising that I did for uh, Ted Owens, the uh, ex Royal yep. Marine Commando for, who was on uh, D Day, who landed on Sword Beach. So I'm guessing that pretty much a lot of people who are listening to this will have uh, been well aware of the campaign that I set up to raise some money for TED, initially to raise just £2,500, and the purpose of that was to change his life literally by uh, just paying his bills for the year and allow him some some luxuries and some treats Mm. every now and again, which ordinarily... Uh, he would have to kind of be be careful about, you know, because like yeah, any like any person living on a pension, you can't go frivolous with your money. And I just thought that it would be nice to be able to give him a treat rather than him kind of every now and again having like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some nice joint of beef or something like that. He can have it when he wants. That's all yeah. that this was set up about. And that's what I did the video about. I did a little bit video explaining what it was all uh, intended for, who Ted was, and so on and so on and so on. And it was quite overwhelming, the response it got. It really Mm. was. You know, people who uh, initially I reached out to who are on my mailing list, people we've reached out to who listen to the podcast, and it just went beyond that. It just kept growing and going and going. And we hit the £2,500, I think, within 24 hours. It was stupid, stupid fast. And it kept going, and it kept going, and it kept going. And I kind of was speaking to you know a couple of people who I'm also kind of involved with, with uh, who know Ted really well. And our opinion was, they'll keep it going because there'll be th- other things we'll be able to do for him. And I was making sure, one thing I was really making sure when I was doing this campaign was to be completely open and transparent to every single person that was donating. Because I think that's really important because as we've spoken about before, Whenever money's involved, things can get messy. Oh, so yes. so from day one, I was thinking, right, I'm going to let every single person know what's happening, when, why, what, and all that kind of stuff. So that was going great. So all of a sudden, it really took off, and then the press got hold of it, all right, which you might think, oh, yeah, great. Mm. Mm. Initially, my mm. naivety, yes, initially I was thinking, this is just fantastic. 
but there were certain papers who got in touch with uh, with me, one of them being the Daily Mail, for example. They got in touch with me wanting to speak about this this whole campaign, about TED and so on and so forth. And I didn't want to speak to them because I, I kind of know what the press could be like when it comes to twisting mm. stories. You hear it all the time, don't you, on the news? Yeah, of and course. Whatever. So I didn't speak to them. There's only one I spoke to, and that was Wales Online. Um, but as it happens, it doesn't matter if you speak to the press because they publish a story anyway. <laughs> and uh, they publish a story which the headline was completely and utterly against everything that was explained. And it kind of went on to the fact saying that uh, a D-Day veteran is um, he's got no money, he's got no food, he's got no ability to heat his home, he's almost homeless. It was on that kind of a... Yeah, kind sensationalism. Of a, sens- totally sensationalising it, unnecessarily. And it was like, as soon as you see that, you're like, no, 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 this isn't right. You can't be writing stuff like that. Thankfully, Ted hadn't seen it because as a 94, nearly 95-year-old man, he wasn't surfing on the internet at home. He was completely oblivious to all this. In fact, at one point, he didn't even know we were raising money for it. It was going to be a nice surprise. I mean... I mean, me and you, we actually sent him money from the podcast at Christmas. Do you remember? We sent him yeah, a couple of yeah. hundred pounds to say, yep. there you go, have a nice Christmas on us. Um, so we just thought we'd raise this money. Anyway, I then go uh, I then go away to Westcott, and we'll talk about that in a short while. Had a fantastic yeah. time. So I'm obviously in Ohio, minus 40 in the wind chill, which the was really the vortex. <laughs> it was really cold. <laughs> but I wake up the one morning, and there's a voicemail. Well, I can see there's a message been left. And I can see that the number, uh, there's also a text one of it, and it's um, from Ted. But I'm thinking, mm. I tried to get hold of it. I'm on the three network. I could not get hold of my voicemail because it said, it said I needed a PIN number. And I was like, I'll still get hold of die and whatever. And I'm kind of thinking, my gut instinct is usually pretty right. And the gut instinct said that something's happened. Something mm. has happened. And yep, sure enough, it had. Uh, Ted had been shown what the papers had written about him, what the uh, online papers, and you know, which I thought was the wrong thing to do. Whoever did that, I kind of know who did it, but I'm, mm-hmm. it's disappointing they did, knowing that it's bound to upset him. Yeah. You know, it, this was really a case of out of sight, out of mind. He didn't know what was being said, so why, why show it to him to upset him? You know, yeah. that's not um, a person who cares about him. Not well, well, it's a person. Who, it's a per, certainly a person who doesn't know him. Put it that way. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's all going on. I can't do anything about it while I'm away. I, a few days later, I'm back in the UK. First day back, I've got a bit of jet lag. Next day, I get a text message. And I'll, I'll, ring, I'll read you the text message out, but I won't say who it's from because that, that would be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, just quickly, right, it says, uh, Glyn, my name is, beep beep, I am a carer for Ted Owens. Now, carer is a loose term. He's somebody who goes around and helps him out. Okay, He's not a registered yeah. carer or anything like that. I know that, but, but that's by the by. Please contact me on this number. As stated to myself by Ted, he wants all the monies donated to himself so that he can decide who to share with. I have tried to contact you, but no reply. If we do not hear from you by Monday the 4th, we will seek legal advice. All the donations were made for Ted Owens, not other veterans. And, you know, when I read that, my heart I, my heart almost stopped and I just, I just felt so sick. And yeah. just I was like, oh, you are kidding me. It's just all of a sudden, because of all the things that had happened with the press and whatever, it just turned very, very, very sour. Mm. And there was a few things that kind of got me about that text there, basically saying that it's all the money. And bear in mind, all the money that was raised, when I eventually got managed to, when I got back, I managed to stop it, it was £17,001, which is mm. amazing. However, once you 
uh, take out GoFundMe's fees, it is. I've got it on the front. Where is it now? I did have it. It's sixteen something like sixteen two three two is the is the actual amount that yeah. would then go. And they said they want it all for Ted, and it's for him to share with who he wants. Now. I know this is going on a bit now, but basically... the sound of an alarm bell, sound effect. Well, the thing is, with me, the way I look at... I've built a reputation on trust, okay? I have a lot of people trust me, especially when it comes to something like this. They've trusted me to set up this for the right reasons, and that's why I set it up, to help help Ted, and that's the key word. Yeah. It's not to say, here you go, Ted, there's a ton of money for you to just go and spend willy-nilly. The key word is to help Ted, to get him Mm. things that he needs to allow him some freedoms and allow him some kind of luxuries. But in there it says allows him to share with whoever he wants, which didn't sit well. And also where it says it's not for other veterans. I think, well, hold on a second. You know, initially we said we were going to raise £2,500 for Ted. That would have been life-changing. So clearly people people could see that the amount had been raised. The goal had yeah. been reached already. They could pe- have stopped, looked on and gone, oh, well, they've raised the 25000 I don't need to add any more. Exactly, exactly. But they kept adding. Exactly. And, you know, the reason for that is, and you can, if you ever look through the messages in there when people have donated, is because people are saying that help Ted, help others like Ted, and so on yeah. and so on. It doesn't, all, it doesn't all have to be Ted. So here's what's happening. I mean, and what, before I forget one thing as well was with this um the way that the press reported it saying that ted was no money no food no heating what have you if it had been as bad as what the press had said would i really have said the goal was two thousand five hundred pounds it would have been a way way more than that and what's really upsetting about this as well on the day that it came out that the first one came out i think it was the daily mail's one where they wrote it in such a way like that was i had a phone call to say that uh, one of their bases the royal marines They'd been getting calls into there saying, what on earth's going on? How disgusting you could let one of your own end up like this. And that was just like, this is so wrong. You know what I mean? And this is the thing, you know, I, I, I didn't manage to get to speak to one of the guys from the Royal Marines, although obviously Mark was in the Marines and what have you as well. Yeah. But, you know, if the Marines knew of one of their own who was in such a state as what the papers were saying, they would, they'd would they have been there way before that happened. In fact, Di, Mark and other people would have been there to help him exactly, way yeah. before it happened. So that that's kind of by the by. So anyway, my concerns about the money, we wanted to make sure it goes to the right place. So I had a long phone call with the person who sent me this message. Uh, it was I recorded it because I record everything. I yeah. screen grab everything. I squeaky, squeaky clean. So what's happening is this. 50% of the money is going to go to Ted. Yeah, He's going to get things that he couldn't have got before. Two scooters, one that he can use day to day, all weather. Brilliant. Yeah. He's going to get one that can fold up and go into a car when people take him out, like Die and Mark and what have you. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. New hearing aid and other things as well. He's also going to be able to, and this is his wish, to donate to a charity that have helped him in the past called Safa. That's okay. fantastic. But what's not going to happen is that all of the money is going to go to Ted so that he can then just give all that away to charity. That That is not going to happen because anybody who's given to charities in the past, you kind of don't know what happens to it. Yeah, disappears and if i'm honest a lot of these big charities that we all kind of know about certainly in the uk anyway these ones that deal with um you know the wartime and all that mm. kind of stuff there are some insanely high admin fees oh insanely high so yeah. a large large proportion of money that is donated doesn't go to where it really should be going it goes on admin costs premise premises wages and so on and yeah. so forth so uh, I'm taking control of the second half. And I actually sent an email out to every single person that's donated to say, this yeah. is what I intend to do. I need your blessing. 
because you yeah. need to be trying. And I, a couple that well, I mean, there, I had 140 emails in the first hour, which was amazing. And I've wow. had loads of messages, and there's been loads posted on the actual GoFundMe as well. And it goes on things like, absolutely, Glenn, I totally agree. Help all those that we can. They willingly gave for us. It's the least we can do. That's one of them. Yes, I agree. I think you should use the money where it is needed. Thank you for what you were doing. Um, I mean, there's, there's loads of them, Dave. There's loads of messages here. Somebody actually said the world needs more people like you. I can't, fi- <laughs> I can't find that one, but I, prom- I promise you, it was there. Um, That's one I sent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one more girl called a woman called Marjorie. Yes, Glyn, absolutely fine with me. To be able to help more veterans is a plus. Thank you, Glyn. Yeah. So, so it's the wish of the other people as well to do the right thing with the money. They've trusted me to do that. So it's going to go to the veterans charity. And the difference between that and any other of these huge charities is that their admin fees are diddly squat, pretty right. much diddly squat. I know the guy who uh, set it all up a few years ago, a guy called Danny Greeno. Uh, he's going to be getting the 50% share of the money. And what's great about the veterans charity is they do so much for veterans in immediate need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so what they're going to be doing is every time the money is used, he's going to be able to document for me to say who it helped, how it helped, how much, what, where, when, why, and all that Brilliant. kind of stuff, which is absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to keep everybody updated. There's more I could say, but I don't want to drag this yeah. episode all about that. But it's been a real roller coaster. I was speaking to Nathan, who obviously yeah, by May, yeah. I was speaking to him today because he was asking how I was about things. And I've kind of said that I'm never going to raise money again. And that sounds like a real kind of like dun, dun, dun. But I, the mm. way I feel at the moment is that I'm never going to spearhead a fundraising campaign again. I will gladly help somebody um to, to, to do that but the way I feel at the moment is I just don't want it because it's just disgusting that I was basically as was a couple of other people being accused of raise, of using Ted's name and his circumstance to raise money to put in my own pocket yeah. that's and basically and what would you gain by that what would well, you gain from from your your standing in the community well like my business not... would be dead put it yeah. that way my reputation would be shot and, and, and I hate to say this but and I would never normally say this because this sounds crude, it sounds crass, and it sounds obscene. I don't need the money. Yeah. Bottom line is, I do not need the seventeen thousand one pounds. And you don't need to get it like that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, it's. Uh, do you know what? My final thoughts on this. Yeah. I, w- I am glad I am not a celebrity. I might have a yeah. name in the photography world, like a lot of people we know, but that's, a, that's, that's kind of like being a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about real fame, you know, the, the real celebrities out there in the world. I, uh, yeah, loads of money, but I, I, no way. I wouldn't want it because if you can see how the press can twist something like this, you see all the stuff they write about people that are famous, that must be awful to live with. Awful. Yeah. I mean, they are des- they're desperate for news because you know, when this happened, one of the articles I found in the Daily Mail on that, on that article, uh, sorry, on that day, was mm. a two-page spread about Paul McCartney's hair and how his hair has changed over the years, taking, really? the, taking the mick out of him, dyeing his hair. It's like, well, there you go. That just about sums it up. Yeah. So um, let's draw a line under it for now. But uh, yes, those who donated, sure we'll- they will be kept updated. Yeah. Thank you absolutely from the bottom of my heart for for doing the donations incredibly incredibly kind people out there but that's that's basically what's happened it's um it's what what started out being an incredible thing and felt brilliant has ended up feeling quite sour um but there you go yeah i remember seeing your videos when you were away and there was one of them you you noticeably got quite choked at the end and you cut off really quickly Mm -hmm. um when you were angry about what the papers had done and 
and uh, yeah i think and from the stuff you've told me i think what it shows again with that money thing is whilst money can do real good money can also bring out the worst in people as well yeah for for various reasons like you know the way the newspapers thought a sensationalist headline is better for clicks for their sponsors and uh, than actually caring about the person in question and absolutely then, yeah but do you know what in- to, to end to end the discussion on this on yeah, a positive yeah. note to, uh, ted ted's life will be changed he can he yep. is he is going to get his scooters he's going to get new hearing aid all that kind of stuff and you will be updated about that Danny Greeno from the Veterans Charity has told me when I go to meet him, he says that the 50% of all the money raised, it would take him a long time to raise it. But he thinks that could help potentially 100 veterans. Wow. In some way or another, that could potentially help 100 veterans. So to everybody out there that's raised, that helped raise that money, huge pat on your back, a huge thank you because you you have helped a lot of people now. You really, really have. So thank you for that. It did show the good in people, but no, that, totally. that's that's great. Thanks for that update. So moving on, yes, you what you mentioned you were away mm-hmm. and you were at Westcott. Oh, so yeah. let's let's talk about that experience because I kind of watched. I really wanted to come out with you and I couldn't, and I kind of watched it from afar. <laughs> now I was watching the weather and the polar vortex move in on on that part of the country, but. I think it'd be quite good for you to talk about them as a as a company and, and yeah, your yeah, experience yeah. there and what you did because I know you you had a great time. I, I had a fantastic time. I was really nervous going out there because obviously the reason for me going out there was to record educational content for their Westcott University, the Westcott U uh, site. But how can I say it? I mean, they are just. I am so so proud to be working with Westcott. I really am, and that's, you know, I've got. There's loads of other companies that I would maybe think, oh, they'd be good to work with. Westcott was always on my radar. And what what I really like about it, and I actually spoke to Brandon, Brandon Heiss, um, who's from Westcott, when I was speaking to him about it, and he's actually been on this podcast as well. Yeah. I said, one of the things I'm really proud of is the fact that I never approached Westcott. Because I've had people say to me, how can I get to work with this company? How can I meet this person? How can I get... Even people saying, how can I be friends with such and such a person yeah i have never ever wanted to approach a company although i wanted to work with them i've never approached them because i wanted for my own kind of i don't know my own kind of good good feeling to know that i was good enough for them to want to work with me rather than force myself on them but bottom line was it is it was fantastic uh flight was brilliant actually i managed to get the flights actually business class tickets for the price of economy which was just insane um so great flight out there picked up chauffeur driven back i mean they couldn't do enough for you they are such a polished company but we did loads of we did two days worth of filming on the monday and the tuesday and hand on heart all right hand on heart and i'm amazed this happened i reckon from two days of shooting i've actually got about 12 pictures i would be happy to put in my portfolio now i'd normally be happy with 12 in a year that i would be happy to put in but i've actually come away with 12 pictures i think yeah i'd have that in my portfolio but it was brilliant. Everybody there, Brandon, Amanda, Jessica, and other Jessica, Ashley, Ben, Jacob, just huge thank you for, well, just just going above and beyond. It was just, it was so, so good. All the content's going to be coming out on the Westcott U uh, very, very soon. Um, yeah, I've got my own background as well, which I kind of yeah, almost I forgot saw. to mention then. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. So they looked at your beard and thought, <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was it was more a case of I, i'm always talking about that anytime anywhere kit 
yeah. that portability of kit. And I've always wanted to have a, a kit that you can just literally just, you know, it's easy to carry around. You can go and shoot anywhere. Because not everybody's got a studio. A lot of times we're working on location, aren't we? So uh, I've been using a Gravity Backdrops canvas, which is beautiful. I love it. It's bespoke. It was made. Mm. Uh, but, it, you know, it's quite weighty. And I have to have quite a heavy-duty stand to, to put it up, especially when I'm going into someone's front room. So when we're over there in Westcott, before we're doing the filming, Brandon just casually says to me, he says, you do realise that we print um, we print backgrounds as well? I was what do you mean you print them? He says, oh, we print, we actually physically print them here. And I was like, really? So the old cog started going. I'm thinking, hmm, I've got some really cool textures that I use as backgrounds when I'm working yeah. in Photoshop. So I showed him one that I'd actually used and kind of sent to um, uh, the, the place where I originally got my canvas done, said, look, could you kind of paint one that's similar to this? Which they kind of saw mm. and said, yeah, we can do one similar. And they did it. So I then gave the file to Brandon. Less than one hour later, that background is hanging up in the studio and we're using it in the photo shoots. Wow. And it is as light as a feather. And it's what's got, what they call an X-drop. Um, X-Drop background. It's called the... Uh, it's actually in their store now. You have to excuse me. I'm really excited about it. It's the Vintage <laughs> Grey Canvas. <laughs> the Vintage <laughs> Grey Canvas by Glyn Jewis. I'm just chuffed to bits to see that because I've been using it. Some people have already purchased it from Westcott and they've been sending me pictures. Uh, Rob, his handle on Instagram is Man Overboard Images. He's been doing some superb pictures with that background. He's Jessica's... Jessica Wagner, she's their uh, social media guru. That's her, yeah. her other half. She's the one you photographed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black and white yeah. portrait that yeah. I did. Her other half is a, a superb photographer, and he's been using that background and sending me the pictures too. And I'm just chuffed to bits, mate, chuffed to bits. So that will be available worldwide. There's obviously distribution, things that will be all being sorted out, but it's, um, yeah. yeah. Are they bringing happy. any to the photography show? There, the yes, question. yeah. There's, there's been plenty of stuff coming over to the photography show. Westcott, I've got a really nice stand going to be at the photography show. Uh, and I'll be I'll be there helping out, talking to folks and whatever, showing some of the stuff that I'm using, showing the background. Cool. The background I will also be using when I do my live shoot on the live stage, uh, which yeah. obviously you uh, you manage. I'll be do, I'll be using that there as well, so people will be able to see it all. Um, but yeah, it was a huge thanks to Westcott, a huge thanks to everybody there because I mean that that's how a company looks after you. They're yeah. just they're just yeah very planned very, communication yeah yeah everything that you expected to happen happened just just wonderful more, just think. just everything you could hope for and more they did it was just it was just brilliant so I'm super proud to be associated with them I really am cool no that's good news see start with the start with some <laughs> iffy news work on to the good news yeah 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 so <laughs> now because. Uh, Glenn's had a really busy week. Another thing that I saw that you were doing, I want to make this all about you this week. Um, <laughs> you made a purchase that yes. I was with you when you made it, and you've actually put it into use this week. So, do you want to give us a quick over, like quick cover cover all of why you purchased it and what you're going to be doing and what you've been doing with it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you're talking about the printer, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, I have always kind of been well, for a long time. I have outsourced my printing to a lab. Mm. which has kind of kind of worked it's been okay but there's you know as you would expect sometimes when you send stuff away there are issues sometimes things don't come back how you want them to be maybe there's an issue with the print and so on and so forth and I was, it got to the stage where I thought you know what I want to take control of the whole process I'm the I come up with the ideas I do the photo shoot I do the edit I then want to get it printed myself. So I see it from concept all the way through to print it was just something that yeah. I wanted to do so yeah I, I got a printer. Uh, I've got myself an A3 Plus printer. It's a Canon Pixmar Pro 10S. 
um, ten ink system, and it is. I've done a blog a blog post actually this week yes, showing how I, I do my workflow for doing the printing, and I am blown away by the quality of the prints. It is just brilliant. I am so so happy. I've not wasted one piece of paper. Really, apart from doing the initial test print. Yeah, that's all done. Now I'm up and running, and it is just bang on. So I calibrated the screen. I've actually calibrated the printer now as well. Um, co- uh, what's it? Color Confidence, who do stuff with uh, BenQ. Yeah. Uh, they sent me through this. Uh, it's called an i1 Studio. See that little thing? Okay. There? And that there, you can calibrate any device. So printers. Ben's going to be at the photography show. So. Oh, there you go. And so, with BenQ, so yeah, you can go and find out more on that. I'll as do. Well. I'm going to do a video on it, how I'm using it, but um, yeah. chuffed to bits. But I just basically, I just wanted more control over it. And I think actually seeing it, when you physically see your prints and you hold them up and they're next to the, next to your monitor and they look pretty much identical, yeah. it's a great feeling. But I also think it kind of helps you develop and improve as a photographer, as a retoucher, when you can physically see it there and then. But I also wanted to be able to say to the folks, these veterans that I'm photographing, I didn't want to have to delay it. I can yeah. now, there you go, there's your print. I can, I've actually got some cotton gloves for them to wear and a special pen so they can sign each of their portraits for me as well. So I'm cool. keeping a copy, a collection. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So just quick, quick question about the printer then. Mm-hmm. So I know that you purchased it off Amazon, and then when we were at the societies, you saw it on a stand, which was about half price. It was less so than half. Yeah. yeah. So you got that, and I think you got a pack of paper as well. As yeah, I got some... Um, yeah, I can't, the order came through from Amazon. So I had two massive boxes. So one of them has been sent back. I had to do a FedEx thing with that one. But it's all set up now. It's all on the table next to me. Uh, I've got some uh, fine art paper samples as well. I've been using yep. mainly this Photo uh, Pro Luster by Canon at the moment, which produces beautiful pictures. Uh, but I'm going to try out some fine art stuff later on. I mean, people can't see it. I mean, you can see this, but I've got like yeah. a little test print there for calibrating the, uh, each of the papers I'm using. Because uh, I was advised to do that rather than just relying on the profiles you can get for the paper. Because every printer okay. performs differently. Yes. So it's good to calibrate it your own with the papers you're going to be using. So, mate, I'm chuffed to bits. I feel, I just, you know. I've seen the prints you've been, like, you've obviously been sharing it on social media. I've seen them coming off, like, you're filming all of them. It's so cool <laughs> going, wow. You know, and you think you've been sending it away and you can do that. So a couple of questions then to help yep. others. Yep. One, what was the name of the company where you bought it from? The company I got it from in the UK, they were there, uh, a guy called Colin Hulley. I was there yeah. when uh, me and you were chatting to him. They were from Permajet. That's and right. They, yeah. they produced the papers as well, the fine art papers and what have you. So a uh, huge yeah. thank you and to Colin. And it was about £346, pounds, wasn't Mate, it? The it, one on Amazon was, was nearly 700 Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah, just a massive discount. I was thinking, are you sure that's the right printer? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very happy with that. When we move... Uh, later this year we've got my own kind of studio purpose built studio yeah. I want to get an A2 printer for doing some really big prints Yeah, and eventually I want to do what Joel does Joel Grimes because I know Joel's got a, a huge he's got a massive printer at home and he prints his own X-Drop backgrounds wow that's what I want to do that's cool that's cool but that's Joel that's just cool yeah <laughs> so we'll, we will put a link to that printer um, in the show notes no, but just let everyone know we're not going to put an Amazon link nope um, just purely because it was so much more expensive we will put a link to Permajet and if you do order it from Permajet tell them Glyn sent you based on what you've heard and seen yep. um, like you said it's a 10 ink colour system so take it obviously 
people want to do prints but there's there's also a cost you know you've got to look at the cost of the paper mm. do you use single sheets or a, or a roll can you can you i think a- you can use both of this but i'm using single sheets at the moment right, i'll tell you what okay. i'll tell you one thing there's a re- we'll put a link to this as well it might be worth doing it there's a really good video that thomas heaton the landscape photographer yeah. the uk guy really good video he did about printing and is it worth it and the cost of it um, we'll put a link to that because it's quite a good okay. one. I had somebody ask me about it saying, oh, did you see Thomas's video and what do you think about printing? Well, yeah, I want to print because it's mainly personal because it's what yes. I want to I want to have my own prints and it helps me to develop and grow and what have you. Um, yeah. But it's a great video by Thomas. Really, really good. Cool. Okay, we'll put that in. So um, this week, because I've got a question at the end to ask you that we'll finish on the question because... Uh, it is it is Thursday and the episode goes out tomorrow. That's how how quick we're doing this episode <laughs> yeah. this week. Um, so this week, I in the past week while you've been away, I've actually been on three podcasts as a guest, <laughs> which has been incredible because you know when you think back to like when we started, what we've done, the experiences we've had, I still find it quite weird that people want to interview me. You wait till your book comes out. Yeah. So. Um, Last week, I was on Mark Hiron's podcast, Creative... Well, we recorded it, Creative Waffle. Uh, Mark's the young guy that I mentioned uh, that took the eve, the night job to be able to oh, pay yeah, to go yeah. to the conference. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be working with me at the photography show as well. I've got him in because, you know, there's a guy who's working hard. He's done 100 episodes of his podcast. He's got the most amazing guests. And I thought, all right, he's, he's only 2021. 20, but I needed an extra person at the photography show. And I thought, do you know what? I can't think of anyone more deserving to bring him into yeah. a different industry, introduce him to some people. He gets the conference experience. He'll earn a bit of money towards his trip. So Perfect. I've got Mark working with me. He's a great guy. Um, last night, I did an interview with um, Diane Gibbs, who I met at Creative South. And she's got a podcast called Design Recharge where she does a live version of it and then it goes out as a podcast. But it's really good. Diane's so good. People say Diane's the female me and I'm the male (laughs) Diane in the way that our community and networking skills are good. So that was really enjoyable. And then the third one was a guy called Darold Pinnock. um, And his was more about my creativity side. Mm -hmm. Like where do I find my creativity? Where did it come from? How do I use it? And kind of a bit about the job. But I spoke about, you know, our podcast and all of them. So I will put links out for those when I'm on. If you want to hear a bit about me, um (laughs) it's all (laughs) a lot of it's repeat. (laughs) But I did try and talk about different things on on different shows, how how we met and and stuff like that. So um so that was really good. And speaking of podcasts, this is how Mm -hmm. we're gonna finish. All right, Okay. okay. We've been doing this for a year now, mm-hmm. 60 episodes, as we yeah. said. So I was thinking, over that past year, a bit like when we do Loves and Loathes, right? Um, what what one thing have you taken away, aside from we get to chat, because that's a given, um, what one thing would you say you've taken away from the podcast that's added to... I don't know what you do or how you do something or is it, is there been a particular episode that resonated with you that changed something that you did? Blimey. Um, I guess that there's a lot I could say that there are certain favorite things. There's certain stuff that was said that I'll always remember, but if I was going to take anything away from what we've done so far, the overriding message I get from the, every single person we've had interviewed is that we all have the same feelings yeah, because it can. This whole industry, whether you're a photographer, designer, whatever, 
it can be a very lonely industry and you can almost feel like when things aren't going right, why me? But there have been so many stories of people that are very similar. It makes you think, actually, do you know what? It's normal to feel that way. Yeah. So if I was going to say one thing, it would be that. And the other one, which I think we have covered, um, was how important photographs are. Because we've had some incredible stories from people, very open, honest, quite revealing stories about people um, when it comes to photography. And I would say, yeah, uh, how important photography is from my standpoint. Yeah. What about you? My, mine was quite similar, actually. Um, it was going to be, aside from the fact you realise how even people who you consider to be bigger names in the industry, mm-hmm. how down-to-earth they are. Yeah. And when you when you message them, and, you know, I've emailed some people trying to, you know, photographers trying to get interviews, and it's quite nice how friendly they've been. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to hear them, I think the thing that's been really good is the the backgrounds. You know, we all see... The name, like on the on the floodlights, it's mm. Joe McNally, Moose Pitson, Vincent Versace. You see all these names, but what you don't realise is, and what I've loved about the podcast is getting the background story, and you realise that fame and success didn't come instantly. And some of the people yeah. have had some amazing stories, and and even not even hardship stories. I mean, the the one particular that stood out for me was Bert Monroy, mm-hmm. and I hadn't realised how integral he had been in the birth of Photoshop and the birth of Apple Mac. And uh, I never knew that about Bert. I Mm. knew he'd been around, he'd been to Woodstock, you know, he's like Rick, uh, Rick, um, that older generation. But I think finding out the stories about people has been really eye-opening that, wow, you know, I hadn't realised you'd taken that path to get where you are. Vincent Versace, now you mentioned it, Vincent Versace is one, the technique he talked about with the silent shutter, face tracking, even now when I think about it, it makes me smile because I'm using it and it is just yeah. phenomenal. So I remember that. And you know, one of the little thing as well was when I was out at Westcott, there's me and me and Brandon, we're going out for, we've just been out for lunch, we're coming back and then Brandon's phone goes and it's Peter Hurley on the phone to Brandon. They're chatting away and and then Brandon goes, well, yeah, I'm with Glenn now. He says, oh, and Peter says to Brandon, give that man a big hug from me, which I thought was lovely because <laughs> he's just so nice, Peter. But then one of the things as well, which really kind of thought you top man was, he said, he said to Brandon, does Glenn need that message sharing again? And what he meant was, because Peter helped to raise the money for Ted. Yes. He shared all about it with his followers and stuff like that. So when Brandon's on the phone to Peter, Peter just happened to think, ah, oh, yeah, I did that thing for Glyn. Right, is he still okay? Does he need me to share it anymore? Yeah. And I just thought, you absolute star, you top yeah. fella to even think about it. So Peter, if you're listening, if you do listen to this episode, mate, you're a legend. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, they've been some good, but we've been very lucky and we've got some good friends coming up this year. I mean, I've got a notebook here. Um that you haven't seen yet I, I went through it again the other night um and it's only like a little field notes book but i've actually got three whole pages full of names of which two of the pages are people who have already said yes oh, wow. or or we know that want to be on the show fantastic and it's that. like there's there's more than a year's worth of guests here and i know we've got a couple we've got a couple of big ones i've i've had an email back today <laughs> on one of them oh, really? that looks like we're going to be doing in March. Oh, wow. Um, is that who I think that, it is? No. Oh. No. Off, off air, no. then. Off air. That one, yeah. So the, the, In fact, the tell big, me now, and I'll bleep it out. Okay. So the big one. Go on, the, the really big one. The big one. Yeah. I've gone back to his people. Yeah. 
just to get a, a date because he'd been traveling and um now he's back we need uh-huh. to get a date in the diary wow. and then today i also got an email back from the publicist for Austin. okay all and right. we are going to be interviewing him in March, but okay. I've given her the dates of the photography show and the professional imaging to say we won't be around. However, if we can record at the beginning of March, Brilliant. we can release it at the end of March to line up with something specific that's happening with that guest. Okay, we better not carry on anymore because I bleep those names out and people are thinking, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Who is it? But they're, they're two, they're pers- so selfishly, uh, one of them we when we saw this person speak we both looked at each other and went oh my god oh my god we oh imagine if we could get him um big so fingers crossed that's gonna happen and the second one was again someone quite influential quite heavily influential on us Mm. that uh i'm really hoping comes off and and, you know we've got other there's so many other people that um have said yes both photography design in between um we've got some uh, tv people which yes. I will tell you about off air as well. Some TV people are confirmed. Yes. Certainly, people in the UK will know these names. So, listen. Yeah. Let's stop. Let's stop with all the teasing. Yeah, let's stop. None there. of the teasing. Let's, let's not be a tease. Let's, we'll just say we'll finish off this episode. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for yeah. listening. Thank you for all the brilliant comments, all the help, support, all the things you do. Please, um, there's a couple of things going to happen this year. One, we are going to be having a new website that's going to be a little bit easier to navigate and there'll be a few more things on there that we can help with the show because we did do a little bit of merchandise last year and there's a few few ideas i've got to kind of help make the experience better for listeners so there will be a new website this year uh we will actually be launching an email newsletter um because we've kind of been using glynn's quite heavily and, and and which has been brilliant to get the word out but I think to kind of be fair to Glynn's business and also to help kind of break the podcast away a little bit from Glynn um, is we thought we're going to try and attempt to build an email newsletter this year that will be solely for the show with news about the show. Um, that If anything's happening, you'll get a heads up. If there's anything specific we've got um, th- that we'll put that in the newsletter for you. So there will be a page on the website to sign up for that. And that'll be coming soon. Um, and then just generally trying to make improvements on the show throughout the year. Um, getting some, we've got some sponsors coming on board, partners, um, all sorts of things. So um, it's going to be a good year. Fingers crossed. Good stuff. Yeah. Excellent. So until we're back next week, episode 61, uh, I bid you farewell. And um, look for the show notes, get the links, and uh, we'll see you next time. we Will do. See you, folks. And thanks again for all the lovely messages. Bye. Bye-bye. Yep, so until next week, when mm. we'll be 61. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I... You just swallowed you longer then. Do that again. <laughs> so until we're back next week, ep- episode 61. Ep, 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 ep. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so well.